Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 207, and today we're gonna to be talking about some of my favorite frugal living tips. So please stick around for a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So before we get into the episode, really quick, I'd love to have conversations with you guys about these topics and continue the discussions outside of me just speaking in the podcast. So I'd love to have you come join our private listener group on Facebook. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash Lola's Frugal Life. Um, I always announce it at the end of the episode, but honestly, of course, I don't know how many of you stick it out all the way through to the very end. So I just wanted to put this up front just to make sure you know it's there please come join us there. It's a great group of people. And you can also follow me at Lolo's Frugal Life on Instagram if you'd like to reach me there also. Thanks. Hi, everyone. So before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to real quick remind everyone I am doing a contest. Entries are all through the month of June for a $5 Amazon gift card giveaway. So all you need to do to enter the contest is, well, there's two ways. One is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it, and send me the review via email. Or you can screenshot um, that you're listening to the show and tag me on Instagram. And then um, just email me, you know, that you tagged me on Instagram. I'll see that you tagged me, but I still need an email. The reason I need an email for either one is because that's how I will email you back the um, code for the digital gift card for Amazon if you're the winner. So you can email me at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com and the winner is going to be randomly chosen um, from all entries received during the first week of July. So I'd really love to have you enter. I think it would be really fun. I've never done a little contest before. Um, so I'd love to have you enter. So don't forget about that. So today, like I said, we're going to be talking about some of my favorite favorite frugal living tips and this was actually really hard because I kept just having like different random ideas popping into my head of things that I like to do um, that are related to you know frugality and it was really hard to kind of narrow down so I hope this episode is helpful and that you at least get something out of it um, because there's so many different ways to look at it and so many different things um, that could be like favorite tips. And you know, like when you kind of just start thinking about stuff, all these different things start popping into your mind. And I didn't want to have like an enormously long episode. So I feel like hopefully I got some of the big ones. Um, but I'd love to hear from you, uh, you know, on our Facebook group. Or um, you can also post on my website on the blogs if you have any other things you'd like to share or you feel like I really missed anything. So to me, um, a frugal life is one where you're intentional about where your money goes so that you can use it for things that are more important to you. So in this episode, I'm, I'm not going to talk about things like tracking expenses so much, um, budgeting, emergency funds, staying out of debt, all that kind of things. Those are like the top um, tips for living a frugal life. Um, but I have separate episodes on going into that in more detail and and as much as I think those are super important today I wanted to just kind of go into um, more um, general like lifestyle type things um, to go above and beyond once you kind of have that initial 
you know, um, budgeting and expense tracking and all that stuff kind of in place. Just some extra things that I've found that have really helped us save money and live a more frugal life. So a lot of these do seem to focus around food. I'll try and go through them quickly because I don't want to spend too much time on food, but it does seem like one of those areas where you can kind of um, make some impact and save money. So one of the things um, that I found, one of my tips that I found has helped me the biggest on budgeting is meal planning. I used to go over budget on groceries always. I was almost always over on my grocery budget. I would go into the store. I had really no plan. I would just buy things and make meals out of them. I don't I don't even remember how I did it honestly before I used to meal plan. I just know that every week I would come in over on my grocery budget. I had no idea how much I was going to spend when I would go into the store. Even if I did have a list, I had no idea on what the total of those items might come up to. So um, meal planning has been one of the biggest helps for me. And I, I actually use an app that has estimated prices in it that I've entered in um, in order to um, figure out what my um, grocery bill is going to be. It's called IntelliList. It's not a sponsor or anything. And I, it's, I believe it's either free or the version I use is free. Um, but what you do is you put prices in for the things you purchase. It took me like a little bit of setup time at first. But now that I have it in there, I create my grocery shopping list using that app. So I have a rough idea of what the totals um, are going to be for my groceries before I go into the store to buy them. And then that way, I know ahead of time if it's looking like I'm going to come in over budget and I can look and see like if I can change something or maybe I'll say like, um, all right, well, I don't really have to buy paper paper towels this week. We have enough. I can get them next week or, you know, I can look at my list and kind of see are there any things on there that we can hold off on so that I'll still come in on budget. So kind of meal planning and knowing what you want to purchase so that you're buying things that you're going to actually use. And then having an estimate of what that cost is before you go to the store has really been helpful to me. It's made a really big difference in being able in being able to stick to my um, grocery budget. So then another thing is, um, you know, before you even make a meal plan, you want to check what you already have on hand. Um, a lot of times we'll have like meat in the freezer. We might have some rice or pasta in the cabinet. See what you have that can become part of a meal and plan those into your meal plan before you add more things um, to to your grocery list because you don't want things that you've already purchased to go to waste. You always want to have a plan to use those up um, as quickly as you can. And then also when you do plan your meals, um, make sure that you plan to use up fresh ingredients earlier in the week, like, you know, right after you grocery shop. And then that way it'll make sure that um, it's much, much less likely that those things will go bad. And then during the week, if you do have to skip a meal for whatever reason, maybe you just had a really busy day or whatever, and you're like, we're ordering in tonight, um, make sure you take a look back at your meal plan again and say if that night you were planning on making like a big salad, well, don't just skip to your next night's meal plan and forget about that food that you purchased for that night. Make sure you rearrange your meals in the week to still use up those fresh ingredients and then maybe keep something frozen, like if you were gonna do frozen vegetables or something another night, like use your fresh stuff and then save that for another week. So just kind of being mindful of what you've purchased and making sure you use up especially those perishable things um, first. Another um, food related tip is to organize your food so that you know what you have. So 
It's the worst when you go to the store and you buy things for the next week and when you go to put it away, you find that you already had it. And now you have like, maybe you needed two cans of diced tomatoes, now you have four cans because you already had two cans. So you wanna organize your food so that you can easily see what you do have so that when you're making your grocery list and you check to see what you have, you can easily um, find it without having to um, dig through too much. I don't really usually have this problem with canned things, but I used to have a problem with the chest freezer. Um, we have a chest freezer where we keep a lot of meat and things like that and stuff would go in there and then things just like pile on top. And it was so hard to figure out what was even in there without kind of trying to like pull everything out and sort through and dig to the bottom. And so many times I would buy things to find out that I already had them in the freezer because I just literally couldn't see them or get to them. So I searched online, tried to figure out what was a good way to organize a chest freezer, and someone suggested um, using the uh, like the canvas, like reusable, I don't know if they're canvas, but you know, like the reusable grocery bags. And um, I started doing that, and it totally changed that freezer uh, process, like not knowing what was in there. Everything is grouped in a bag. Like for example, if I get chicken breast, it all goes in one of the bags. If I get ground beef, it all goes in one of the bags. So when I'm making my grocery list, I check in the freezer, I can simply look in one of the individual bags and say like, okay, I have two packages of chicken breast in here, don't need that. And I can see exactly what I have and it doesn't get separated and lost, it's all by like item. And what's good too is I can easily pull those bags out and just stick them on the floor for a second and see what's underneath. So I always know exactly what's in the freezer. So just if you're having trouble with any certain type of food storage that you're, um, you know, it's not very organized and you don't always know what you do have, maybe just, you know, look online and see if there's like a tip to, to better do that because you definitely don't wanna buy things that you already have. Another thing, um, another tip is to try and spend less money on things to drink. So like we do drink soda and juice occasionally, but it's usually for like a treat or a special occasion um, because it does really add up when you buy a lot of things to drink on a regular basis. So we try and drink um, a lot of water. And then, um, like I said, we will get like, sometimes I'll buy like a 12 pack of soda and it'll be like, oh yeah, we have soda. You know, it's kind of like more like a treat just because you... You don't want to like drink away all your money like on a regular basis. I mean, I don't want to. Of course, everyone can choose their priorities. These are just my tips. But to me, it just didn't seem like a good use of money to be um, spending so much on drinks. So we drink water as much as possible and then other types of drinks are more like a treat. Um, even like if we go out to dinner, which we very rarely go out to dinner, um, it's usually just for like a special occasion or something like that. But um, even when we go out to dinner, we very rarely get anything other than water because we're a family of five and buying everyone a drink plus tax and tip can add like another $20 to the bill. And I, I just, it just seems crazy. I'm like, we could just buy a bottle of soda for like $3 and drink it when we get home if we want soda that bad. Like it just seems like such a large amount to add to a restaurant bill. So anyway, that's just for me. I mean, that might be something important to someone else. And like I said, frugal living is kind of about putting your money where you want it. So some of these tips may be applicable, applicable to some and others might think, well, no, that's really important to me, but maybe you save somewhere else. Um, another tip I have is to keep a list of prices with you for comparing sales. 
So like when I started um, trying to be really frugal about purchases, I was often concerned that I wasn't getting the best price for things, but I really didn't know what the best prices for things even were. So like, you know, a lot of times maybe you might be in the store and something's advertised as being like a really great sale, but if you don't know what you typically pay, it's really hard to make a good decision. So what I started doing is keeping a little list in the notes section of my phone for items that I typically purchase. And, um, you know, I'd have like a list of like price per pound for chicken or hamburger meat or pork chops or paper towels, toilet paper, whatever things like that. And then when something was on sale, um, I could I could at least have some kind of reference point to know if the sale was a good deal for me or not. Um, I honestly don't refer to the list that much anymore because I've kind of looked at prices so much now that I, I generally know like about what I pay for most things that I frequently buy and it's a little bit easier for me to, um, to just know if something's a good deal or not. But until I really had those prices in my head, it was really helpful to have that list. And I just started it with one or two things. I didn't have like a complete list when I started. I just set up a list. And then as I would start to see prices, I would just jot them down over time. And it just kind of accumulated um, so that I had a reference point for, for that. Um, another thing that we did that really helped us a lot with saving money was using less paper products. So before I started being really intentional about where our money went, we always had a full stock of paper plates, plastic cups, and plastic utensils in our kitchen. And I was spending a lot of money to keep those constantly restocked, especially with a family with three kids. Um, I still do keep a stock of these items in our basement, like in our like storage area, um, but they're not just up there in our kitchen available for daily use like they used to be. We only use them when we need to usually like i don't know maybe we have some family come over for pizza or we have like a party or a barbecue or something like that you know i'll bring up some plates and and plastic forks and and cups and things like that but we really don't we don't keep them out like just for for use on a regular basis we just use the dishes we have and we wash them and then paper towels too so i've really cut back on spending money on paper towels um, I know some people have gone completely paper towel-less. <laughs> we haven't gone that far. I do always have a roll of paper towels in the kitchen that anyone can use at any time. Um, but I'm much more mindful of using them. Um, I, I, I hardly ever reach for one, honestly. Uh, my kids, of course, aren't as diligent like that. Um, but it's just really made a big difference. And I keep on our kitchen counter um, like a little basket filled with cloth um, napkins so that anyone can use those instead of constantly grabbing for paper towels. And um, it really has made a big difference just because we were using them constantly so much. And I even used to use them for like cleaning up things and stuff like that. And now I use either like a um, like a napkin, if it's just like a, a little spill or something, I'll just wipe it up with that and then I'll just throw it in the wash. Um, or sometimes I'll just use like a rag um, to clean something up like a cleaning rag if it's something more um, severe the only time I'll like not severe but you know what I mean um, the only time I'll really usually use paper towels for cleaning if it's just something like gross that um, you don't want to use like a, a rag or you know a napkin to clean up but that's really helped just being mindful of, of the paper towel usage and just cutting back on how much we spend on that um, by not using them as often um, another tip is using less laundry detergent. So I've read so many times that using less laundry detergent is actually better for your clothes um, because the, 
the detergent can be kind of harsh on your clothes. And I probably could cut back more. Um, I still use close to what is the suggested amount, but I've definitely cut back on the amount that I put in a load of laundry which obviously makes the detergent last longer. And then in addition to using less laundry detergent, I try to limit the amount of laundry by wearing less clothes. Um, or, hello, <laughs> not by wearing less clothes, I'm sorry. By, um, by wearing the clothes more often. <laughs> um, I, I wanna make sure that, um, I, I try and at least wear, the, wear clothes two times um, before I throw them in the wash. I'm sorry, I'm crap, cracking myself up. Um, by what I just said. But um, if you think about it, you know, unless depending on your work environment, if you're generally um, just like living your normal life and you're not like getting really dirty or sweating, I mean, your clothes really aren't getting that dirty that they need to be washed every time you wear them. You know, unless you're working out or you're working in like a really harsh environment or something like that, you probably um, could wash your clothes less often <laughs> than you do. And um, that just saves money on detergent because you're not using it. And you know, it, and it saves you time too on doing so much laundry. Okay, another frugal tip is um, saving up for things. So um, this is, I know I said I wasn't really gonna get into like budgeting and expense tracking, but this is kind of more just like for little things and it's more just like a mindset. Um, you know, I, I'm always thinking about like, what can I save up for? And these are not, like, of course we have our budget and we have certain things that we're saving for and like the kind of like the, the bigger, you know, like every year we have to pay our annual insurance or whatever, things like that. But these are more like, um, I like Bath and Body Works. I like their products. So it's expensive and I never would go in there and pay a full price. But I do want to be able to buy stuff um, sometimes. So I know they have a semi-annual sale. So each um, week, I put aside a couple of dollars um, so that by the time their semi-annual sale comes up, I have some money set aside, I can go to the store, I buy the stuff that's on clearance, and um, I don't have to feel like I just took that out of my weekly budget. I've already saved up for it, it's something that I like to do, and I have the money set aside for it. Um, and then sometimes it's for something just like less specific. Like um, we have, I have like a little, small pool of money that I just call like the family fun money. And you know, if I have a couple extra dollars, it could be $3, $4, maybe I'll just stick it in there if we come in under budget for a week. And it like accumulates over time. And maybe I'll use something like, I'll use that for something like um, getting a drink at Starbucks or uh, for the kids, you know, if we're out shopping and they're like, oh, can we get a Starbucks drink? Or getting a snack while we're out shopping, or maybe if I see like a cute puzzle at the store and I'm like, oh, that's 10 bucks, I have a little bit of money in the family fun bucket, I can pick this up and we can do this puzzle or whatever. It's just like just a little bit of money to have set aside for, for fun little things. So it's kind of like keeping in mind like the little things that you like to do here and there that are important to you um, that often maybe mess up your budget because you know, you didn't plan for them. And then when they do hit, it happens to be in another week where you had other high expenses and it throws you off budget. So just kind of being mindful of those little things that are important to you that you could maybe put a little bit of money aside for to save up for so that when the opportunities arise for those things, you have some money set aside to use and you don't have to feel bad about, you know, taking it out of your weekly budget and then it turns out you came in over and, you know, now you're trying to recover from that. Um, and then the last 
Oh no, I, th I think I have two more tips. Okay, so this is, I think is the second to last. So um, this tip is just, as far as just like living a frugal life, I think something really important about that is to really consider if you need something right now or if you can wait and save up for it. So one example that I thought of is that at the end of the summer last year, our air conditioning unit broke and we didn't have the money to fix it at the time, um, but we had a plan in place to build our emergency fund that we were already working on. So we're like, okay, great. Let's save our emergency fund so we can immediately use it on the air conditioning. But um, that was kind of like disappointing, but um, we didn't use all of our emergency fund on the air conditioning. It wasn't that huge of a repair. But the point was that we really didn't have any money set aside for the air conditioning. And we knew we were working on this goal for the emergency fund. And we had a pretty good idea that we would definitely have enough money to cover this um, when the spring came. So we decided that we were going to wait until the spring. And it was the end of the summer, but it wasn't. the summer wasn't over yet. So there were definitely still quite a few really hot days but we survived and we didn't put the repair on a credit card like we might have done in the past. So it felt really good to just, rather than just say, oh, the air condition broke, let me call someone, here you go, charge it. Um, we really thought about it and said, you know what, this is gonna kinda stink, but we can make it through. It's almost the end of the summer. Um, we'll just deal with some hot days and then we're gonna be saving this money and then we can pay for it in cash when we get the repair done in the spring. And it felt really good. It stunk to have to pull the money out of the emergency fund. Like when you work really hard and you're like saving up an emergency fund and then you actually have to use it, a part of you was like, no, you don't want to pull the money out. But at the same time, it felt really great to have that money and get the repair done and just pay it. And I didn't have to worry about putting it on a credit card or paying it back or whatever. It was our own money. We saved it up. It was cash. It's done with. It's resolved. So, um, you know, sometimes, like I said, you might have something like that and you just think like it's an emergency and it has to be done right now. But sometimes if we just kind of be a little patient and really think about it, we can come up with alternatives or we might be able to um, wait until we can save up for something. So my last tip is to try to find things to do that aren't expensive, like for fun. Um, you know, a lot of times people um, want to have fun. They'll go to like a, an amusement park or a zoo or like somewhere that costs a lot of money even just to get there. And I'm not saying that you don't want to do those things sometimes because they are fun. Um, but try and find things that you can do just in your general everyday living that are fun that don't really cost a lot of money. Um, so a couple things that I thought of was, now I, I've talked about this before. One of my favorite things is the library app. And a lot of people also enjoy going to the library and I don't, I don't actually ever go to the library. I use the library app, but I download so many audiobooks, so many regular like digital books. Um, now, my understanding though is some libraries aren't as good as others because if the library in your area isn't great and they might not have a big selection, that might not be beneficial to you, like if they don't have a big digital selection. But I've heard so often, even that going to the library, that there's so many other resources often there that you can borrow. Like I've heard of some that actually have like tools you can borrow or, you know, that might be rare, but like I've heard of that for sure. I've heard of, um, you know, where there's like games or toys for your kids to borrow. Like lots of libraries have different resources and they often also have like story time for kids or they'll have like um, 
someone come in to talk about something like I remember one time our local library had like a guy that came in with all these little animals and he did like a little thing for the kids and so that can be a good source of um, fun either whether you're using the app and using digital resources or you're going to the actual library in person also like just things like um, I used to always go and buy like an iced coffee a lot uh, because I really love having an iced coffee and I started making it at home and you can make it like fun at home you can you know get like a special creamer or you know get some flavorings that you like or maybe get a little whipped cream or you know you can do things that cost way less and still make it fun to have like those little things that you enjoy um, without going out and spending a lot of money and then even like free local events like we've often found things on Facebook market not Facebook marketplace just Facebook you know you could search for like events um, of things that are happening in your area and a lot of times there's free events or like fairs or things like that where you can just kind of go and walk around and have fun um, you know some of them are like craft fairs and things like that so if you have trouble with um, impulse purchasing then maybe that's not the best idea but if you kind of aren't big on impulse purchasing and you just like to go to get out and just walk around and look at things we've had fun doing stuff like that um, you know just kind of look around and see what there is and then there's always just going out and, um, you know, even just like going to a park or going to the beach or something and being mindful of bringing a lunch with you because that's often when you can find somewhere that's inexpensive to go, but then you wind up needing to eat and then you spend a lot of money on food. So just kind of think ahead of time if you're going out to do something fun to either have a place in mind that's inexpensive to pick up something to eat or to, to pack something with you, even if it's just like a water and snack so that you're not like starving and so you can get home and, and have lunch. But uh, anyway, those are my tips. I, I hope some of these were helpful. Um, there's so many different ways that come up and different things I was thinking of. It was kind of hard to narrow, it was harder to narrow it down than I thought it would be. But those are kind of some of my favorite things that I like to think about when I'm, um, you know, when I think of what has helped us the most with um, trying to live a more frugal life. So hopefully you found something that was helpful to you here. Um, also, just don't forget, um, if you would like to reach out to me with any questions or suggestions, you can reach me at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. I have a YouTube channel and a website under the same name. The website is lolasfrugallife.com. The YouTube channel is not um, additional videos. It's just another place you can listen to the podcast. Um, you can also join our private listeners group at facebook.com slash groups slash lolasfrugallife. And if you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe. And I would love if you screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram. And if you can also take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, that would be really, really helpful to me. I would really appreciate it. Um, I saw I did get a couple uh, reviews or ratings lately, um, and that's really helpful because my understanding is that that's what would help get the show out to more listeners, which is important to me because I would really like to grow the audience. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a really awesome day.